Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. How are you lads? Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say, Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do you? Pope Francis here, Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. How do folks? You're very welcome to season three, episode eight of the Mayo or Back podcast, the biggest podcast we'll ever do for the biggest game we've played in years. You're joining myself, Fat Larry, and TJ. How do? How are you getting on? In an unknown location outside of the county, we needed to get a remove ourselves from the from the razzmatazz for a while. We had a couple of run-ins. We were getting hassled by different players and whatnot around the county town, and we just felt we we needed a break from it all. Yeah. So we've decided to get away. It was safer, Fat Larry. It was safer to just get out now. There was a lot of uh, a lot of questions being asked and a lot of shade being thrown in our direction in in and around the county recently, and we won't stand for it. So we're going to keep making our points known and keep making our valid points. Keep making them very loudly. In fact, well, TJ, I I almost felt myself that we were getting a little bit too much attention. You know, we were. It was all about us for a good while there, and obviously, as we know well, that wouldn't go down well with certain players and stakeholders within Mayo GAA in Mayo GAA itself. I have to say, I agree with you. If you look at last year on the whole, Mayo were back's most successful year by far. It coincided with the Mayo senior team's least successful year in yeah. quite some time. And True. we don't want that to be the case. We want to thrive while the guys, the fabulous guys on that team thrive as well. And I suppose we hope that they can keep up with us and they have been doing so quite well this year along with their coach, James Hornell. And the county board, of course, trailing behind like the cans at the back of the car, banging around off the floor. Just Rattling around like the, the fish in the back of a kit van. Well, look, we know this bunch. that They're a fickle bunch, as we know. And we, we wouldn't want to do anything to upset them because we know what happens to people who upset them. That has been always the goal of this podcast, to make the players happy and to give the players everything they want and make sure that they have the power to go out and win the game at the weekend. And for anyone in, in, in the county at all who thinks we've not got the best interest of the players in mind for shame it's a sh- it, it's a disgrace that you'd even suggest something like that we have always put the interests of Mayo GA at number one and that's why we've been making podcasts for the last two years well and despite Mayo and Mayo GA in particular being ravaged by communism we won't be silenced we're going to keep beating the drum and we're gonna you know no one is gonna Tell us what we can and can't do. All and I, right. I think, in a sense, our lack of a sponsor has really helped us in that regard. You know, if we had, uh, if we were like some other podcasts or some other Twitter pages, we might be shushed. We might be. Uh, we might be quietened. But we're not. I can say and do what I like, and no one bothers me. So I'm gonna, I'm happy to keep it that way. I'm not going to. We're not going to sell out. Not no way. We're going to keep doing what we do very well and we're going to do it hopefully for a long time to come so as the inbred listeners know fat larry it's them that we do it for the pride of country way our great fans our day one fans 
and the other inbreds that have joined us along the way on this magical, magical journey. And they have been making a lot of noise in the past couple of weeks. They've been looking for another podcast and we are going to deliver that for you this evening. In the build-up to what is going to be the biggest event to take place in the County Mayo, would you say since the McHale Park Mass of 2012? It's right up there. It's right up there with St. Patrick walking up Crow Patrick for the very first time and Our Lady herself appearing on the wall in Knock. It's one of those monumentous occasions that you'll remember for the rest of your life, depending on how the result goes. It's going to have everything Fat Larry. It's going to have Mayo Donegal. It's going to have the green, green grass and sandy brown sod of McHale Park underfoot. It's going to have a half-empty stand due to the ticketing capacities. But it's going to have some fabulous musical acts, guys. Listen, it's as good as any festival going on around the country. Who do we have performing again at the weekend? We have... Uh, I haven't a clue. We have the Hairy Goats. Uh, Frank McCaffrey. Declan Nerney. Jerry Jerry Parsons and the, the Cum Buckets play a few songs as well, I think. Jerry Duke and the Four Skins they'll be playing. It's just, it's a who's who of just inbred life. I think you could say two inbred worlds colliding when we talk Mayo and Donegal. You know, there's a long lineage between the two counties. They go back a long way. And while we're talking about it, Fat Larry, can we talk about some of the people who have manifested themselves between both Mayo and Donegal? Well, the list is endless. You know, Donegal has been very kind to Mayo over the years because as we've seen... Mayo men leaving the county to further their education. Sure, nobody could understand anything they were saying or understand the ways of a Mayo inbred, no more than the Donegal inbreds. So they were very lucky that they met. You know, we have guys there like Martin Kearney, you know, a, a man who has played for, for both teams. He's a Donegal man. I believe he played 15 years for Donegal and 12 for Mayo. I think I was reading in the Irish Examiner wow. last weekend. He had a long career. We have uh, Michael Murphy, who, of course, is the son of Jerry Murphy. He has Mayo blood. From a Ballina man. A Ballina, a son of Ballina. He could join the Ballina Mafia. No doubt. The strongest, most powerful group. The group that runs Mayo GA this season. The Ballina Mafia maybe should go about recruiting Michael Murphy to play for us. Could he play for both sides the same way that Martin Carney once manifested himself onto both teams? How that man manifested himself so well for both counties is just... He's a credit. And he will be front and centre, of course. He'll be on the airwaves. And he has a big job to play this weekend, considering that... Nobody is allowed into the stadium and nobody can watch it on the TV either. Right, we've tiptoed around this issue for too long. It's time to talk about the ticket capacity scandal. The absolute ticketing controversy that's been all over the airwaves, all over the Twitter this week. And a lot of our fabulous young listeners have got in touch with us and they are outraged about the reported 19,051 people that are going to be allowed in through the gate on Saturday. No more. What a disgrace. I mean, it's it must be some sort of, you know, we're, we talk about curses and we talk about, you know, myths and legends. And then you have our own, I think it was the Mayo players themselves that demanded 1951 or 19,051 people in the stand in an attempt to banish the curse. Because they know, they know it's real. 
but for the inbreds out there who've been looking obviously there's been lots of rumors being circulated online about why the attendance is so low and you know why is that well nobody can seem to come up with a definitive answer but as always if you're looking to find out the the real story you've come to the right place so i was in the county town uh, i was in a well-known establishment in the county town across the road from did you get a free coffee i didn't no sure why would i Oh my gosh. No, should the free all the free coffees were drank by the usual suspects. Here we we've got a three and a half thousand now on the Instagram at the moment, so anyone that wants to uh give us a free coffee or paint our nails or anything at all for free. Clean our arse. We'll be sure to give you that little ad posting. Absolutely. But like back our best. But back to the ticketing problem. I saw a uh, Mayo GA chairman, Mike Kennelly. He was, uh, I spotted him having a, a meeting in a, a well-known uh, Castle Bar establishment with uh, Rupert Murdoch from uh, Sky. So essentially, oh. essentially what happened was, was that Sky Sports have paid the county board a half million to reduce the capacity of the stadium in order to make sure that Sky Sports uh, viewing numbers are boosted because they've been so poor. so Say that to me again one more time, Fat Larry, because this is shocking. The county board are paying off Sky Sports to boost television viewing numbers. Oh my God. Yep. It's, it's ridiculous. As one listener described it, it's a disgrace. Or a discarce even. It's a discarce. And there are Mayo inbreds, and, and I, I would refer to some of them in in that light, who have said that this is it now. That the, they've they've had enough. They're right, they're right too. For some unknown reason, they've decided after following the country for years and years that this is the straw that has broken the camel's back. I think they're right, Fat Larry. I could be in along with them. Situations like this, the country brought, it just makes my piss boil, so it does. But for me, TJ, it all goes back to this. The genuine fans, the people who coach the under-8s, who, you know, who sell the lotto tickets. They cut the grass. They cut the grass. They, they clean the bingo balls. These are the guys who get looked after. So if you put enough into the GAA, you'll be in McHale Park come Saturday night. And it's as simple as that. So, you know, what have they for being complain to be complaining about? You know, absolutely nothing. I think these people are the disgrace, and their negativity is not what we need. What do we need at this stage of the season, Fat Larry? We need blind positivity coming into a big game like this, a game where some people are starting to show signs of Mayo fever rearing its ugly head once again. Do you think the green and red mist could descend upon Pork Sean Elvery McHale Park? On Saturday evening at 6pm. Well I bloody well hope that it does. Because if it doesn't descend for this game. This monumental clash. Sure when will it? You know we'll, we'll, never, we'll never get days like this again. Do you know and it was the same. It was the same people who were spouting on. How they'd love to have more. Games between the top counties in McHale Park. In August or in July. At the business end. And they're the same people now who are. Decided to start giving out about it, you know? Well, we've got the game in McHale Park at the business end. We're putting all this negativity to one side. And we can't wait for it. When we get into McHale Park, we want to hear that 
familiar roar of the generator as the fans sit in silence during the opening passages of play. We want to hear the familiar boos when our goalie runs up to take free kicks. Or we want to hear those groans of disappointment every time that we hand pass the ball laterally around the midfield. These are the sights and sounds of McHale Park that we'd be looking forward to on Saturday evening. Well, I personally am just looking forward to hearing that deafening male McHale Park silence. It's, you know, it's one of the great... People come the world over to hear this. They come, they flock to McHale Park to be extended what can only be described as a very, very generous welcome. You know, these Donegal guys are going to come down here the next day and, you know, they're going to more than likely walk all over us. The David Brady package, they're pulling out all the stops. They're going to be staying in Briefy House Hotel. They're going to Luxury. be fitted with a line of new shoots and shoes from Shoey Vaughan's shoe store. They're going to be fed by the chef, Evan Regan. They're really going to get the full hands-on Mayo GA package. And then they're going to stroll out onto the pitch. And who knows at that point, Fat Larry, at that point my blind optimism would say Mayo by maybe the odd score. Well, Mayo maybe by a fisted point or so. Well, the only the only thing that we can hope for is that, that Stephen Rochford brings the same attitude to his Donegal team in McHale Park as he used to bring to his own Mayo team when he himself was our manger uh, just up to last year. I remember we think back to times, we we think back to some, you know, gutless performances in McHale Park, like we think back to the Tyrone game in the National League last year. We think back to Galway in 2017, or, or 2018 and 2016. You know, we think back to just terrible performances from, you know, Andy and these guys. You know, you just couldn't believe that they could be so shit. So hopefully the same will apply to Michael Murphy and these guys come Saturday evening. So hopefully Rochford, you know, they're talking about what is Rochford going to bring. I think we hope that that's what he's going to bring. Now, he certainly would be bringing a lot to the table and he'll be under no illusions as to where he's going to be seated at the match the next day. He won't be strutting his stuff on the sideline with Declan Boner. He will probably find himself tucked away at the back of the stand like like being back in the good old days. And you, Fat Larry, want to talk about how you think the Mayo team should go about counteracting this. Absolutely. So I was kind of, I was sitting down on my, my pen and paper and my tactics board on Monday and, you know, I was thinking, you know, will I do a bit of will I do a bit of analysis on the game and you know, what what areas are we gonna focus on? Are we gonna look at, you know, Keegan versus Murphy or uh, are we going to look at you know O'Connor versus McGee? But the the area that I looked at Fat Larry, or uh, the area that I looked at TJ was uh, the battle between that's going to take place between uh, Tommy Goonan and Stephen Rochford. I think it's a really interesting matchup, and it's one that's going to define this game. I feel, you know, we're going to see. I would say Tommy Goonan is going to be is going to be detailed to be in his pocket from the first minute. He's going to get his hand in there. And as we know well, once he gets it in there, he'll stay in there for, you know, up to eight or ten to ten years, you know. And you'll wonder, you know, when are you going to shake this, shake him off, you know. And he just doesn't go away, you know. So I think he has a big job. And if we can silence Rochford, we'll go a long way to winning this game. That's so, so true. And I know he won't be under any illusions 
as to what he's going to be facing in his old stomping ground of Mikhail Park. But hopefully if we can employ that tactic and we have our key marksman detailed with the job at hand, he's going to be able to put in a good shift and keep Rochi very, very quiet throughout the game. And what about our um, some of our injured players? Have you heard anything? Are we expecting to see... I'm hearing a lot, Fat Larry. I'm hearing an awful lot from inside the camp. I'm what getting a, a lot of buzz. What have you been hearing? Because our sources, as we know, from inside the camp are very good. Very good, and there are very many of them. Well, they've been keeping me in the loop. They're telling me, amongst other things, that we have a full, clean bill of health. Clean. Clean, fit, fine, fabulous bill of health. We have, amongst other people, Tom Parsons returning to his former glory. We've had some calls to play Tom Parsons at the weekend. A lot of people think he could be the man given the detail of marking Michael Murphy on the edge of the square if that's the situation that arises. We wouldn't say no to it. Outside of that, you know, we have a full flock a full crop of youngsters coming back. We have the likes of Dr. Jermyn O'Connor, Matty Ruan, and Paddy Hardwork and Durkin. How do you think that's going to boost this Mayo team? Well, I mean, you'd have to be very, very wary of the consequences of, you know, putting Matty Ruan and Tom Parsons in the same midfield. I'll be honest with you, I'd have no interest in the football if, if such a situation was to occur. Oh, you wouldn't be the only one. So they'd be too fabulous they'd be, you, you could never put those two in together you'd have to throw in an owl throw in a Seamus or Big Aiden or something you know it'd just be too it'd be too good to be true I've always said it Fat Larry the most handsome players are the players that should start at the end of the day the top 15 should be the most 15 should be the 15 most fabulous and I think you could certainly include young Matthew Ruin and Tom Parsons in that category. And speaking of good-looking, fine and fabulous men, there'll be no more fabulous man in the stand, or in McHale Park, should I say, come Saturday evening, than the Donegal manger, Declan Boner. Declan Boner, he speaks his mind, this guy. It was a shrewd and astute signing when he picked up young Rochford and a few others from the Mayo camp, trying to learn what's the most admirable way to lose over the course of the season. Mm. They'll be well used to that with the guys that we sent them up. But we're happy with who we have. We're happy with James Horan. We think he'll, he'll come out on top against Declan Boner at the weekend, don't you think? Well, we can only hope so, because I mean... The the Mayo players you would hope would be very sure at this stage, you know, given the fact that they loved Horan so much that they, well, we all know that they sacked Homelli back in 2015, the night of the clubhouse oust, and they did so again back in 2018 as well. The Rachi removal. So, I mean, you would hope that, you know, James Horan would want to be coming out with flying colours in this one, I think, and, and the pressure is on, you have to say. We don't want to see James jousted out of the job come December, so let's hope that this Mayo bandwagon and this Mayo train can keep churning them out for another for another big victory against Donegal, and that would set up a clash that we're only going to mention once, we're not going to talk about it again, but the mouth-watering prospect of the AIG Blue Shirts 
in the Croke Park Arena the following Saturday. But as I said, we'll only be mentioning that once. We have to focus on the game that's hand at hand and take it one game at a time. And I think the three most important things the Mayo players will have to think about before this game are intensity, hard work, determination. I think it'll come down to whoever wants it more at the weekend. I completely agree. I think it's going to come down a lot as well to which team utilises the fist more. So I think with that, I would you, you, know, you would hope to see, given what we saw against Meade, you'd hope that we'd see guys like Adney Mornan maybe go from the start. You know, you'd be... Big, uh, big bad Adney should get the start this weekend. 100%. He has to. 100%. You know, that had really raised the, the home crowd and, you know, it would really make for... You know, you'd have to think that the Donegal fullbacks would be... You know, they'd be very worried to be standing under a high high lobbing fisted ball in dropping down on top of the big five foot six inch bomber from Balahadreen and it's not all about his size or his strength or speed either it's that cunning intelligent mind that he has he's one man on this team that I'm confident of saying when he bears down one on one with the goalie goal scoring situation he says to himself why risk it when you can fist it and he fists it high over the black spot and it's a beautiful sight to see. And I, you know, I hope we see it for years and years to come. And no doubt we will. I think his best years haven't even, he hasn't even had his best years yet. I think we're only seeing, he's only developing. He's only coming into his prime. And what about some of these, you know, some of these new guys we have in the squad now? Some of these new developing stars of the future, you know? Will we see the likes of... Tommy Goals get a run against no, Tommy Goals. No, no, You don't no. think so? No, 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 no. Tommy Goals, although we're, we're big fans, Fat Larry and I have been, you can listen to it in our old podcast if you go back and listen. We've always called for this guy. Tommy Goals, we see a lot of potential. And if we were the Mangers, if we were a, a joint management ticket, I think he'd be starting. But the way that Horan looks at it, you look at someone like some of the cones that we have on the team and how their progression has been. What you do is you get them in at 18, Maybe keep them there, maybe drop them for a little while. But four, five, six years later, that's when you'd be calling them back in and getting them at their prime. And you can see that in the likes of the cones on the pitch at the moment for Mayo. I envisage a similar pattern for Tommy Goals. A hundred percent. And I mean, he only needs to look at young up and coming Mayo corner forward Evan Regain. You know, he's a new he's a new guy on the block. And, you know, he's probably one of the most talented in this development squad. And no doubt... If, when he waits his time, you know, he'll have another bit of waiting to do, but surely his chance to start in the Mayo team is, is coming very soon now. Well, Chef Regain was actually in the starting team at the start of the season, if you recall. He started against New York. Will he be able to regain his place in the starting 15? I don't know if he will. Uh, despite his nutritious play at club level. Does he have the hunger? Has he the hunger? To play for this Mayo team? I don't think he does because he seems to be eating the correct amount of calories. He seems to be having the, the correct grams of fat per day. I don't think he's hungry enough and that's why he's not on this team. Yeah, you have been one there, folks. So, you know, 
you hear all this stuff about food and eating the right stuff, but you know it's the guys who are it's the guys who are you know they're they're not eating at all. These are the fellas that are they they have the hunger. Look at look at Aidan O'Shea there. Sure, he's he's hungry now. Sure, he's the weight has fallen off him. Lee Keegan is hungry. But we're mentioning Aidan O'Shea. We're mentioning Lee Keegan and some of the younger guys as well. These guys that might be you know carrying little niggles into this game at the weekend, and we were maybe saying that there might be a reason for this. What is that reason, Fat Larry? Well. You know, it's we don't like to be, you know, spreading things that, you know, aren't true. But in Never. this case, you know, it, it needs to be pointed out that, you know, the players who are driving the sponsored cars, I think they're taking their eye off the ball. They're spending too much time out driving around. We pick, always said this. Picking up women, driving to takeaways. Uh, you know, doing dangerous driving, boy racing style driving, eating donuts. They're eating too many donuts behind the wheel. You know they're driving up and down the wild Atlantic way and all this sort of crap. And you know I think the players driving the sponsored cars. You know they're just they're they're spending too much time driving, and not enough time walking or flying to training. And it's the guys who are getting their steps in or their flaps, whatever the case may be, these are the guys who are flying fit and the guys that are champing at the bit. And you can see that over the course of the season when you look at the ever-growing injury list that we have. A lot of the guys are the pre, the, the preened and pr- pampered premium Mayo players that we talked about in the past. The premium Mayo players are the ones picking up the injuries from their driving. And it's, you know, the younger guys, the less looked-after guys who are working the hardest, but at least they're keeping themselves fit. So as many of them lads as possible now into the starting 15 at the weekend. Absolutely. And I'll be very interested to see what James Horan's dummy team is going to be at the weekend. I think he could have 15 mannequins. He could have that many changes to the squad come Saturday evening at 6pm. Could we be expecting a change in goalie maybe? Are we due a change? I, I, I think we're long overdue a change now. What are we? We've same goalie for three weeks. Three weeks in a row. Mm. Oh, ship him out. Ship him out. Let's get a bit of fresh blood in there. Do Although, you, know, you have to ask the question, what club is paying the manager at the moment? What club is paying the manager the most? All will be revealed from Saturday evening. We'll know, we'll know who's been paying more. Do you know, but there's new guys there now coming up and... We saw the under-17s, the Mayo Babies. They had a great win in the under-17 championship and a good shout-out to them for beating the 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 Dublin under-17 million team in Longford. The under-17 million team? Yeah. They, they just... They, they managed to... Their, their budget for this year was just under 17 million. So there had been a lot of vicious rumours in the media about how much money Dublin were getting but they stressed it was under 17 million so just under they've invested heavily in the youth we were saying that these guys not only do they not have to work they even have fellas coming out to the house doing the homework for them making little dinners for them making them little snacks for before evening study and even wiping their arse after them they have so much 
more than what we have in Mayo. But you know what we have, Fat Larry? We have the heart and we have the passion and we have the Mayo pride. And I'm sure it was the Mayo roar in Longford that roared those young lads over the line and into the phylum. Well, it'd be interesting because the roar could have been loud, but I didn't see too many people at at it now. You know, it must have been only the most loyal of Mayo fans. You know, because we hear about these hordes of Mayo fans travelling countrywide to follow the team, but I didn't see too many of them on Saturday. They were all on Facebook. Mm. Giving out about where their tickets were. Watching on the YouTube. If they were more interested now, go out supporting the youth, the underage structures. And we better not forget our ladies in that case as well. They had a fabulous win last weekend. Mm. And we're being a totally gender neutral, unbiased podcast that fo- features both codes. So we're going to dedicate the next minute to talking about those male ladies. Fat Larry, well, your thoughts? This Mayo men's team could only dream of having uh, a full forward line. With You could argue three marquee forwards in the Mayo ladies' full forward line. You could have another couple more on the half forward line. I think they combined to score um, 120 between the three players. I mean, we could only dream of Killian O'Connor and Andy Moran and these guys coming up with those sort of stats. They're great numbers, that's for sure. And the only numbers that aren't great are the numbers of ladies who are listening to the podcast. We feel it's slightly male-orientated and dominated at the moment, and that should not be the way because it's 2019, guys. Listen, you know. Whatever. We would like to see that equal. 50-50. Pure equality. You know, and well done to the male ladies as well. I think they head for the quarterfinals now. You know, and I think you never know. Come Saturday evening, they might be our last chance of an All Ireland for this year themselves in the under seventeens. And we'll fully get behind them at that stage. <laughs> while while also slating our men's team as well, of course. Don't forget. Oh yes, this won't be the end of our podcast. That's for sure. Win or lose, win or lose, we'll still be around. Things are only kicking off for twenty nineteen. So on that note. And there really is not much more to do, folks. It's time to... Maybe we could end on some... Maybe a prediction from yourself. Yes, I suppose. We often put our necks on the line with some of our predictions here. I think there's going to be an early red card for Donegal. Maybe Michael Murphy or one of the geese. One of the McGowls. But I think it'll all come down to, as you alluded to... Whether the man who's under no illusions will be any under illusions, will be under any illusions in the back of the stand. If Mayo can close down Rochford in his line of thinking and his communicating, maybe we'll get the advantage on the pitch as well. And hopefully the rub of the green from the ref. David Goff is, I suppose, one ref, Fat Larry, where when we hear he's refing our games, we don't immediately say, what a disgrace. So that kind of says that he mightn't have been too bad to us down through the years. Well, listen, even the most staunch, backward Mayo supporter couldn't argue that David Goff hasn't been very favourable to us over the years. And let's hope that he is... We see more of the same from him on Saturday evening. You know, you were talking there about Stephen Rochford, you know. He always threw a bit of a curved ball when he was in charge of Mayo, so... It'll be interesting to see if James Horan throws 
a curveball of his own come Saturday, you know, you know, I mean, you're talking about, could we even see, you know, a David Drake starting or, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Alan Dillon, maybe you might see Alan Dillon back on the field, you know, so this, the tactical nuances of this game are very interesting and, and I, for one, I can't wait to get into McHale Park at about half one Saturday. Look at and when you have the music under your belt, when you've gone down to the shop and you've given your little tip to Mayo GA or the Minstrels GA, I should say, at that point you're going to want to get up to your seat and witness what might be James Horn's final game of gender neutral, totally fluid football from fabulous guys such as Caelan Crow, Ono Dunahue. Well, I mean, you know, it's fluid. We see that the way the Mayo team shit themselves game in, game out. You know, the it's it just, the fluid just flows out of them. And I expect no different on Saturday evening. And I expect full value for my money. But I think in the end, in a high-scoring encounter, we are going to win it by the odd score. I'm going to go for the odd-fisted score and a Mayo win. And if James Horan is listening, we tell him in his team talk just to include, just to end on that note. Keep it fluid, keep it fisted, and go out and win her by the odd score. In the meantime, fans, you have nothing left to do but practice your chanting. We would encourage a Mayo do-do-do style approach from the get-go, in whatever way the game manifests itself, but that call has fallen on deaf ears in the past before, so maybe we better just keep our mouths shut. Heyo, do do do. Listen, guys, a fabulous young crop oh, of guys. I mean, you know, I think we gotta look elsewhere. We've gotta look for the divine. And under the, the current structure, fluid type football, main fisting. What about the extra monies? When I hear this, guys, it just makes me sick. Mayo GAA, are, they're just completely genderfied right now. They're they're so mainstream, it's disgusting. They need to go back, you know, they need to yeah. become a bit more hipster. They need I to think. go back to their gender fluid ways in 96. 